It could have been great as a pop culture podcast where some pals talk about stuff we wish we liked more. We even love things we criticize on the show. Some of them. We also think it's totally cool if you love the thing. More power to you. We just think that it could have been great. Welcome to It Could Have Been Great, a roundtable discussion where we attempt to fix mostly mediocre media. Spoilers ahead. I'm your host, Diana Paparozzi, and today, as always, I'm joined by my good friends. Uh, I'm Julia Heslin, author of books and friend to bugs. And I'm Sarah Shope, localization enthusiast with good taste but low standards. And how. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, hey, I was the one that introduced this. Yeah, so speaking of which, Sarah, would you like to introduce us to today's topic? I would love to. So today we're going to talk about The Prince in Me, which is a romantic comedy from 2004. You know, a a good year. Mm. Like, that's a long time ago. A fine rom-com vintage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It stars uh, Julia Stiles, who... I haven't seen in years. I don't know what she's up to. Hmm. And some guy named Luke Mabley, hmm. who I have never seen outside of this movie. Did you find um, out if he's actually not American? Uh, let me see. <laughs> yeah, he's English. Okay, oh. so he's like an actual non-American. He's, he's okay. legit English. Okay. <laughs> um, though he does play play a uh, Danish person, a Danish prince. He plays so a, yeah, a cheese Danish. Cheese Danish. <laughs> now that would be uh, a different movie. Mm-hmm. It would. <laughs> Me and the cheese Danish. That's Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's the plot. <laughs> oh. They go to Tiffany's and order a cheese Danish. Mm. That's the whole movie. Yep. It's a very short movie, all things considered. <laughs> anyway, yes. So, so yeah, The Prince and Me is, um, it's a cute little movie. It's about... Paige, who is a pre-med college student in Wisconsin. And she's just so darn relatable, you know? Uh, yeah. So relatable. And unbeknownst to her, she befriends, though at first they're, they hate each other, they become friends and fall in love, uh, a Danish prince. And he's like just a big butthead, he's a playboy. Our introduction to him is him racing on like a regular road and then kissing and hugging two girls afterwards. At the same time. They seem to be into it, at least. Oh, yeah, no, they're super into it. It's all consensual. Yeah, Yeah, which is uh, something, as chick flicks from eras past go, that's a a nice thing. Everything's consensual in this movie. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. actually a pretty decent dude, though he starts off as a jerk because they have to hate each other at first. It takes a very interesting road. You keep thinking the movie's gonna end. And And then it just keeps going. And then it just keeps going. (laughs) Yeah, it's a much longer movie than I ever remember it being. And I've only seen it two or three times at this point. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, maybe you guys can speak to it. I don't find it, like, a boring movie. So it's not like, oh, it just drags on and on. It just... It just keeps going. It's definitely interesting and entertaining to watch. Mm. It just feels... It feels like the movie that you're watching ended without you noticing Mm -hmm. and another movie started yeah Yeah, it's like oh i'm watching the sequel now like like, Uh wait a minute no they just julia styles is just in five different films that they edited together it feels like they crammed like two and a half different movies (laughs) into Mm. the runtime of this one movie yeah and they really didn't need the the half of it the yeah there's a whole subplot about tractor racing that probably could have gone excuse you they're lawnmowers lawnmower racing yeah lawnmower racing Please. They so, didn't have the budget for tractors. 
Um, so let's say on a scale from one to ten crowns, because, you know, he's a prince and stuff, mm-hmm. with ten being ideal and one being the worst uh, it could have been, how, how good would you say this thing is overall? And Sarah, since you did bring this into my life, I will start with you. Why do you always make me go first? Because I think your opinion is the most valuable and the one that everyone should hear first, you know? Uh-huh. And I like putting you under pressure. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, I was thinking about this. Uh, I would probably give it like six and a half crowns. Okay. that's. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Julia, what would you say? Yeah, I was going to say maybe six. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not a big rom com fan to begin mm. with, but yeah. it was it was largely inoffensive. Mm. I think I would personally I'd give it a solid seven. I would like as rom coms go I was very into rom coms when I was a kid and I still Me like too. them generally. Like Love Actually is one of my favorite movies and Yeah, I, I love just, the holiday. Yeah. Like, like rom-coms and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a solid 7 out of 10 for me, personally. Yeah. I also just really like the trope of jerk playboy falls in love with relatable girl who has no time for his nonsense. That's like one of my favorite ship tropes. Mm. So I'm speaking from my history there. That's not an objective <laughs> reality. That's um, that's coming from me. That's interesting. Well, and I think this is a, a pretty good implementation of that, especially because he's not really a jerk. He's just kind of stupid. Mm. Yeah, he's a little bit sexist at first. Yeah, but he like he grows out of it pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, he sort of he sort of starts out the movie behaving like a like a middle schooler. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. or like a guy in a porno. Yeah, yeah, and then and then very quickly is uh you know sort of faced with the reality and starts behaving like a you know twenty something year old a gentleman, not a jerk, (laughs) just a normal human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's a solid rom-com, as rom-coms go. Nothing too crazy, weird, toxic here, which a lot of times when I go back to rom-coms I used to like, unfortunately, I find they're not so great in Highly that department. Dramatic. Yeah. So, anyway, so let's talk about first uh, what they set out to accomplish. And I think they hit their mark fairly well. This is kind of an unusual episode, and I think they didn't stray too far from their goal, which was to make a... Make they, a rom-com. They sure did make a rom-com. Yeah, it's yeah. decently funny at times, and the characters have decent chemistry, and... Yeah, they're cute. I care about them. Yeah. So, like, they did make a rom-com, um, and, you know, the only thing that we t- kind of take issue with is that, as we, as Sarah mentioned, the movie feels like it ends several times during its runtime. Like, and, like, each one of those would have made a perfectly decent, if different, kind of movie. Yeah, the movie has, like, three different climaxes. Yeah. And, and the only one that I hate... Is the is, very last is, one. Is the actual ending that they went with. Yeah, and we will get there and unpack that. Julia, you look like you have something to say. Uh, I, I would say that I also uh, took issue with some of the location choices. Yes. <laughs> right, yes, because the movie is set in Wisconsin. It is set in Wisconsin, and in like the school year, beginning fall and winter. Major plot points take place over Thanksgiving break, and um, there's people just wandering around Wisconsin in like Mm t-shirts. They're having a having a fair. It It rains once, I think, for drama. Yeah, it rains once for drama, and Um, they're just like wearing like you know t-shirts and maybe like a light jacket. Mind you, I have not been to Wisconsin, but I'm pretty sure it's cold. From what I understand, most of the most most of the Midwest is rather chilly, especially in November. (laughs) I was looking at a map of Wisconsin, and Milwaukee's towards the south, 
And mm-hmm. my brother lived in Milwaukee for a few years. Yeah. Um, when he got his master's. It gets freaking cold there. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um, so Some, that was Something weird. doesn't add up I've seen here that the annual, let's see, let's, mm-hmm. the average high in November is 46 degrees. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the high in November. Yeah, that's. The low average is 32. So it should be at least free, almost freezing. Definitely not they t-shirt should, weather. No. They should be wearing some parkas. Yeah. Yeah, like, at least more at layers. Least a scarf. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, and we are all, well, I'm not, Julia isn't, but Sarah and I are speaking as Southerners who are bad at being oh, yeah. cold. But Julia, as a New Yorker, was the one who called out this movie for being in Wisconsin, and it's always bright and sunny, and everything's green, and it never snows. Yeah, just just <laughs> the fact that the, that it's uh, they they welcome Paige mm. home for Thanksgiving specifically, and she uh-huh. comes in with you know she has a jacket on for about two seconds, and it's like a light like, jacket too. In, like, it's really light, like yeah. a cute little lacy cami, and like oh, it's fine, everything's warm here. No, yeah, no, like, not with this is a movie that was obviously filmed in Los Angeles. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna try. Their average <laughs> annual high is fifty-five degrees, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not a warm state. No, no. So that's one thing to call them out on. Other than you know, narratively, that is, yeah, that's, um, and that's that's just sort of silly but yeah but still you know, it's once i started thinking about it i couldn't stop thinking yeah about i feel like it. It yeah made, yeah it made page a lot less relatable for people who are from cold climates <laughs> or like people from wisconsin yeah <laughs> so maybe I wonder that, why they went with wisconsin well i think because it's i mean in love actually they go to wisconsin too i think it's, it's just yeah, the default with that? it's just down home america you yeah. know yeah, dairy, dairy farms, farms and, yeah yeah they're like that's what the real america yeah, is iowa a, maybe uh, um. <laughs> I feel like I know a musical theater song about Iowa that I'm trying to spare you right now as it's trying Probably. to burst through my skull. Probably. So uh, let's move quickly on. Um, I feel yeah. like it might it might be helpful to give a brief plot overview because yes. it occurs to me a lot of things happen in this movie. A lot. Keep, keep going. It has three discrete plots. Yeah. Maybe four. So, actually, like real quick. You know, we start off with Paige, the farm girl, who's a pre-med student, and she's going to go work for Doctors Without Borders, and she has this whole life plan. She's very driven. And she loves her mo- her stuffed moose. Yes. She's a stuffed animal, and she's very relatable and quirky. Continue. Yes. Yeah, she's cute. Um, and then we have Edward, Eddie, the mm-hmm. Danish prince, Doesn't who even know sees how to spell an ad. Yeah, he sees an ad for Girls Gone Wild in Wisconsin and is like, well, I'm going to go there. So he goes there and they end up at the same college and they have classes together and they hate each other, except he understands Shakespeare and she doesn't. And And she needs a tutor. She needs a tutor and she helps him do his laundry in exchange. Yeah, because he can't do anything for himself because he's a prince and he has a butler. (laughs) Yeah. So they, they bond over that, and then she invites him home for Thanksgiving, and then they really bond because he takes part in and wins a lawnmower race. Which, by the way, seems to mostly be there because they want to make Paige more quirky and relatable. So she has these brothers who are in the big lawnmower race. They spend a lot of time on that subplot. And yeah. You know, in a way, I appreciate it because it ties Eddie into his first scene where he is racing. True. That's true. And it's like, oh, he has an interest that carries through. That's mm. good mm-hmm. job, guys. Yeah, it just feels like they spent a little extra time on that that they didn't necessarily need. That's totally he fair. Also, he learns how to milk cows. He does. And so does he gets to be, and, you know, yes. down home and, and mm-hmm. earthy. And, yeah, and she he's... sees a different side of him. And... Wow. <laughs> anyway, so they get together. And they, they go back kiss to in a barn. 
they kiss in a barn and then they go mm-hmm. kiss in a library and then they get caught by the press. Yeah, because the paparazzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they find so she finds out he's a prince and she's really mad and he goes back to Denmark and then she's like Oh right, it was a secret that he was a prince. Yeah, it was a secret yes. the whole time. So she finds out and then she's like, I have to go to Denmark. Because I'm in love. Love. Love And her very nice friends help buy her a ticket to Denmark. Yeah, they put in yeah. all their credit cards and they're beautiful. Some good gal pals. Yeah, he also leaves her, like, a little token in her dorm room. Because, like, she freaks out and he leaves. Like, he leaves the country yeah. to respect her space. But and also because, because his, his, his dad's dying and Ill. he's going to be the king. Oh, yeah, his dad's dying, too. You know, whatever. But both, I think. Minor. <laughs> but, yes. He took, he took the breakup pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, he left. He leaves the prize from the lawnmower race yes. in yeah, her dorm. Yeah, yeah. jar with, like, of marbles. Yeah, jar of marbles. All the marbles. It was for all the marbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pun. Um. Anyway, he leaves a little letter and she's like, I gotta go to Denmark because of this Shakespeare metaphor in this letter. So she goes to Denmark, her friends help her, and Zara, you can pick up again. Yeah, so she goes to Denmark, and they immediately meet back up because she goes to a parade, and she's gonna, she, he proposes, and she says yes, and she's gonna be the queen. And you're like, this is the end of the movie. It's oh, not it's the end of the movie. big romantic reunion. Yeah, and it's like, oh, only an hour and ten minutes in? That's kind of a short movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But no, then, it keeps going. The movie just now she keeps has going. To, she has to learn how to be a princess, and he's learning how to be a good, thoughtful ruler, which he learned from her and her working-class mm-hmm. family. And and then the movie turns into The Princess Diaries a little bit. Mm-hmm. It does a little bit. Like, they were like, you know what everyone loves? The Princess Diaries. Let's yeah. do that again. And she has to, like, win over his mom. And so then we have that whole whole plot line, and then it kind of culminates with her realizing that she has given up all of her dreams you know, to be a doctor and go travel the world and everything for this, and she breaks up with him. Yeah, because she's like, and I have to go be home. a doctor, and this can never work. I'm not, you know, the queen material. Yeah. Even okay. though she d- turned into queen material. Yeah, and everyone loved her and accepted her and yeah, everything, but she, she, just, she was like, I, I had all these plans and all these dreams, and I can't stay. This yeah. isn't enough. Which is, like, a really cool thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 40 minutes later, she leaves, and you might think, if you were me watching it the first time, that that's the end of the movie and that this rom-com just pulled the rug out from under me and holy yes. sh- holy in, in shit in fact edward has a very poignant speech about time to move on yes, speech he does. For, his, for his people but also for her yeah it's beautiful actually and like that sometimes people come into your life and they can't stay as long as you would like them to mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah but and, you still learn things and it's still yeah. good and, and from the pacing and the music and the way they frame their shots you think that maybe the movie's over <laughs> But it's and it's going to be like really poignant and different. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but, but it's not. And over. that's that's the point when I'm like, this is a solid seven or eight out of ten. Like this is a cool movie. Yeah, like, that was job. the moment at which I was like, you know what, Sarah, we got to adapt this into a musical. This movie, yeah, like this is a is, good yeah. plot. <laughs> like, cause cause then it's like, okay, there's two separate acts to the movie. The first act is them falling in love. The second act is the queen thing, and then realizing that. They have different life goals, and they yes. they're not yeah. like okay, but they because that's an important thing. Yeah, like and they still the whole... changed each other, and yeah. yeah, they're they're important. Shakespeare. I'm just I'm just off now. I'm sorry. I'm on. I'm it's on. It's fine. Run. Go. Um, the important Shakespeare quote that they bring up is like the sun sees not till heaven clears or something, which yeah. is like you can't think reasonably when you're in love, which would fit in really well with the ultimate idea of like. You know, love is all well and good, but you're not thinking reasonably, yeah. and you mm-hmm. have to and think reasonably. You have to think about your life goals yeah. and be practical about these things when you're marrying someone. You can love someone 
but have different goals from them. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, that is, that's just a, yeah. a standard part of figuring out what relationships work for you. Exactly. Exactly. It's not always, you know, oh, we actually hate each other or one yeah. of us is a liar and a cheat or whatever. You know. Sometimes you just have incompatible life goals. Sometimes you're going to be the king of Denmark and sometimes you want to go work with Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. And that just, yeah. It's Those not going to, you know, mesh. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what actually has a really nice little version of that plot is in Boy Meets World. And when Sarah's here, I got to talk about Boy Meets World. Oh, yes. Um, yes, please. Mr. Feeney has a lovely little, like, he has yeah. a, a lady friend who lives in D.C. because she wanted to work and do stuff in D.C. I think her name's Diana, actually. I think so. And they are heavily implied to have been lovers in the past. And then Feeney got married to another woman because she wanted to be in D.C. And Feeney wanted to be in the general tri-state area, I guess. Anyway, point being, they couldn't be together, but they still were important to each other and influenced each other. And that was the theme I thought was going to happen. And you know how we we mentioned that the movie takes a long time on certain plot points? Mm -hmm. Um, This next one, it doesn't. It doesn't at all, because the next Mm -hmm. scene is the last scene of the movie. It's about three to five minutes. (laughs) It's so short. It's very short compared to the, the 40 minutes we just spent on her becoming queen and then like the 10 minutes we spent on her leaving and deciding to leave Mm -hmm. and then before that the 30 minutes we spent on lawnmower races and yeah i mean honestly the ending scene might be shorter than like the scene of him giving the speech yeah it it might be shorter than any other scene in the movie (laughs) so So, yeah the ending scene is her graduating college and she's gonna mm -hmm. go off to med school and dun 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 there he is he showed up at her graduation and and at this point i'm still on board I'm still yeah. like, you know. Yeah, like, oh, he came to, to see you graduate. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. nice. Important. And he basically says, like, I, you know, can't live without you. And if, if you need to go off to med school and then go work with Doctors Without Borders or whatever it is that you need to do, you know, I'll wait for you. Which, again, still, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm down mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. But he's, but she says something about, like, you know, she looks just delighted as if he had broken up with her and this is him coming back to her. Yeah, where like, she that's what is her the one who broke it off. Like. Yeah. yeah, she broke it off, but she's acting like, oh, he's come around and decided to accept me. And she says, you know, I don't think Denmark's ready for a queen like me, which was a plot point we'd already dealt with. Yeah, right. they, they were, they, they and are. we they covered loved her. Her. She they thought that they like her. <laughs> everyone thought, including the, the current queen, that they wouldn't like her, and that it turned out that they did like her, and she was Denmark's darling, and mm-hmm. yeah. so that worked so out. Then, yeah, so he's like, you know, they'll have to be because I'm ready for it, and then they kiss, and then it's the end of the movie, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> That's so... that's not, that's like a solution to a completely different plot, which is mm-hmm. not the one that we just came from. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk before we get too into too deep, too much deeper. Yeah. Yeah. What I'll, I'll restrain myself. What do we like about the movies? And I'll, I'll start. I like his butler. His butler's a lot of fun. His name is Soren. His butler is funny, and mm-hmm. he gets addicted to Xbox games. It's very funny. He also has zero respect for the prince. Yes, he's complete savage. But in that yeah. way, like, you know that he cares about him on some level, but he's yeah, also, but he also a total knows, savage. Yes, he's, yeah, he also knows he's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Just roasts him on the regular. Oh, yeah. It's very entertaining. He's like, sir, you are a hot mess. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair, fair Soren. Mm. Sarah, what did you like? Um, I mean, I like Paige. Yeah, she's a I fun, think she, I think plucky she's... protagonist. She's cute and fun. And some, you know, Julia Stiles is great. I like her a lot. Mm. She's very pretty. Um, every now and then I would imagine this movie with someone who is perhaps not so Hollywood pretty and just 
is yeah. the kind of down to earth farm girl nerdy like yeah doesn't look super fancy and 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 like in those cases i think oh i really like this character mm. like she's really just just like a person just like a person and julia styles feels a little too like polished and hollywood yeah if you look too slow like too quickly you'll think she's mandy Moore. like yeah yeah and again nothing against her at all she did a good job with the role i think but when i try to imagine like I'm trying to think of an example of an actress, but I'm totally blanking. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, but I, I really just, like the. It might just be the styling. True. Like if, it, if it was, if it was Julia Stiles, but they had kept her in, you know, just jeans and t-shirts that had, you know, mm. logos from her high school. Mm. So you're saying she was something. a little too Julia styled. <laughs> Admittedly. <laughs> Her hair was super cute the entire movie. True. So and, cute. And that was just a very, like, early 2000s, mm-hmm. you know, like, can we sneak a butterfly clip in there? Because that's going to be super mm-hmm. cute. We sure yeah. have some little curls. But, but yeah, um, I, most, of her, most of her wardrobe for the film, I think, if they had dialed that back a little bit, mm. it would have yeah. made her seem more farm girl and would have contrasted better with the... You know, can you look like the Queen of Denmark when she gets yeah, a fancy dress yeah. and jewelry? Because yeah, know, go she, full Princess Diaries on it. She she just you know you didn't have to make her ugly quote quote no, yeah but like but maybe like she doesn't care as much because yeah, she's so busy yeah. studying you know, all the time. She, I don't know. She still looked like a girl who spent time at the mall. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. That's not the character you're going. Yeah, for. this is a pre med student. Yeah, yeah. She's, and she... I'm not saying you can't be pre-med and like to dress up and wear makeup oh, yeah. and be girly and whatever, like, but this was not the character they had set up. Yeah, they set up a character who's very down-home and earthy, and she works a job while she's in school and she's in mm-hmm. pre-med, and she, she constantly references not having much free time. Yeah. yeah. So it just kind so of... So it just was kind of odd, but yeah, again, I do like her. I think she's... I like that she's down-to-earth and she doesn't have time for any of this nonsense most yeah. of the time. <laughs> I also, for what little time we have them, I do enjoy her friends. Yes. Mm. Um, like they're, they're sweet. Yeah. Um, I have trouble telling them apart sometimes because some of them look pretty similar and they don't really name them very often. Not really? Yeah, the only one I think we know the name of is Beth. Yeah. And yeah, Beth's her roommate, just, right? Yeah. She's got, yeah. The, she's got the roommate who's horny on Maine. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I wish she had found love. And then the, the only black girl who, mm. yep. you know, had some... Some relatable lines, but wasn't really a full character. Yeah, and like, then that other girl who uh, had not picked a major yet. Yeah, I don't know right. what her name was either. Yeah, right. so basically Beth has a name. Beth has yeah. a name. No one else really had a name, but I do like her friends, and they're not never shown to be like catty or anything. Like in a lot of rom coms, no, they're fully supportive mm. friends who are just real, real jerks, and they were always yeah. very supportive. Yeah, they, and, they seemed like genuine. Yeah, you know, at worst they tease her about you know, oh, you're gonna have to take a shot if you keep talking about being busy all the time yeah and that's just american culture is being forced to drink when you don't want to apparently unfortunately as someone who doesn't drink Eh. yeah anyway so yeah so those are some things that we like i also do like in general i have some nitpicks about it about him but i do like eddie's character yeah. Generally speaking, I think he's a little inconsistently written for the first... I think so, too. For the first half hour, especially, there are moments where he does things that are supremely, like, sexist and jerkish. And yeah. then the movie plays it off as, oh, well, he's just stupid. 
And he doesn't realize women are people. Yeah, so I mean, on it does not, it, it just barely ekes by as working. Yeah. But then from the point onward where he figures out not to be a jerk, from there on, he's fine. And I like how they write him. He's just very yeah. genuine and sweet, kind of a Chris Evans type. Yeah, archetype. like about the time he gets the job at yeah. like the little bar. Mm-hmm. Gets a job pretty and much, learns. And he apologizes for being a jerk and it's mm. pretty much fine after that. Yeah, except does he have the, or the, where he skips class thing after that or is that before? No, I think that's before. That's before. Yeah, he's a real jerk at one point. He skips a class where she's his lab partner and acts like a real jackass about it when she confronts Ugh. him, which is annoying. Although but... I, I would also add that I, that scene, mm. even even though I was on Paige's side, like, hey, that wasn't fair that you ditched her for this project. Mm. She just busts into his dorm room True. and she like, starts yeah. yelling at him while he's in his underwear. That's, yeah. yeah. It just, it's like, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's, allowed. Not, that's not acceptable. Yeah. At the very least, you could stand outside and yell at him. Yeah. This is his dorm room. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Those, I, they do have the door open. Like, Soren has the door open. It just... He's making eggs Benedict. Like, it just struck me as very odd yeah. that she just bounds in there. Well, this was before we had texting easily accessible. This, <laughs> that's that's true. What, this was the only this way. This is what you had to do back in the day. Sometimes you just had to do a little breaking and entering on the I side so. to get your message across. <laughs> so, yep, you know. Yeah, actually, this movie doesn't quite predate, like, widespread texting, so no excuse. Mm. Um, oh. 2004, I don't know. I had a cell phone. I got my first one in 2002, 2003. Really? I think I got my first one in 2005. Um, well, that's because you weren't as cool as I was, Sarah. Well, um, actually, no, technically it would have been earlier. I did have a weird cell phone in Switzerland. Yeah, see, see, Sarah. Well, also, the Swiss, you know, they don't have cell phones over there. <laughs> yeah, you know the Swiss. They're so backwards. Oh, the poor, the poor, poor <laughs> Switzerland, really. Donate now to save Switzerland <laughs> from its horrible, socialized, amazing healthcare system. High donate to their banks. Yeah, donate to their <laughs> oh, banks. Oh and, oh, Switzerland. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I got my first cell phone that had texting capabilities when I was, yeah, like 2002, 2003. But okay, so, yeah, maybe maybe it was a little behind the times. Yeah, so, like, just slightly. Probably it was being made when that wasn't as common. Mm, probably. But, anyway, he, she could have texted him, but she chose not to. So, yeah, so those are some things we would keep about the movie. Like, it's, the bones are there. The bones are definitely there, and the characters they set up are interesting. Yeah. If he's occasionally incon- uh, somewhat inconsistent. Especially because, yeah. you know, again, he starts off the movie making out with two girls mm. and seeing a Girls Gone Wild ad on television and acting like he's and 12. And then asking random people to take their shirts off in America. Like, assuming he's like 20 something, and he's assuming that random people in America just show their boobies off all the time. I think one of, one of the first things he says to her, not the first thing, but pretty early on, is, will you take your top off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the later he plays it out, like, I'm sorry I was drunk and that was not acceptable. Like, he doesn't try to use it as an excuse. He's explaining it. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't seem drunk at that point. And also, yeah. they've only really been drinking beer. And this movie has a problem showing time passing in general. That yes. is very true. So, like, I could never quite tell what month it was supposed to be, except the Thanksgiving sequence, which was in November. Or presumably. how long Wisconsin. it had been yeah, with since they talked to each other, since things happened. Yeah, like, it's very it just, difficult to follow. It's very hard to follow <laughs> the times. The times that it is. 
Yeah. So that's a bit of a thing that I would fix, not exactly get rid of if we're kind of transitioning. Um, I would probably get rid of about 10 minutes of the lawnmower plot. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Like, it was something that you probably could have established in a short montage. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And Rocky had been released long before (laughs) this, so I can't give it the excuse of, like, this was... before, no, this was 20 years after Rocky. Oh, and so. they, they did it a very effective montage later on in the film. They did. When when they show them at the uh, the groundbreaking ceremony in, yeah. uh, in Denmark. And, and they show her doing all the queen stuff. Exactly, that worked very well. So but for some reason, the lawnmower sequence, they had to establish uh, an antagonist. Yeah. Oh, Pitsky. <laughs> Pitsky. He's always running people off the wreck. And he cheats. At the, at the lawnmower races. Well, it felt like, like they filmed a separate lawnmower racing movie, then realized mm-hmm. it wouldn't sell, and edited it into this movie. Yeah, there was a whole sequence They couldn't of give the... up all their all their great lawnmower like, oh, race car names. Here's like, all uh, the cool pun names we have for the race yeah. cars. And here's how here's we make like, them. Kiss my grass. Here's and other people mowing. And, like, yeah. Oh, gosh. It just went on. It was a little bit of a, like, that's probably the only place where the movie really drags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the lawnmower sequence. Um, which is, again, it's not a bad, it's not bad. It's just, why is it there? No, but, I mean, we, yeah. we just watched it and spent the entire time making jokes mm. about, you know, it being too dangerous for them to race. In the yeah, race. it was just too <laughs> so. dangerous to race in that race. Um, so maybe that was just the speed racer joke sequence that all movies are required to have by law. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would probably cut that down. Like, I would cut most of the Thanksgiving trip into, like, a montage. Yeah, I do think parts of it are important to, like, yeah. him becoming likable. and for again, sure. it's He <laughs> learns from them about the plight of the common man, which yeah. is important later. But, yeah. yeah, overall, it was a lot of time. Yeah, like, I feel like you could come in with him being like, oh, you live on a farm. What's that like? Oh, it can't possibly be all that hard. And then, like, a montage of him getting his butt kicked by farm life and then also, you know, getting good at it and doing his best and being earnest and stuff. Right, right. And then winning, maybe, like, include the big race in that montage, like him helping the brothers fix the lawnmowers for the big game. <laughs> and then, like, end it with Thanksgiving dinner or something, and then they can talk and unpack the montage that just happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, we weren't expecting you on day one when you collapsed under Bessie. <laughs> like, you fainted when you saw a cow's udder. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't think you'd last, city boy, type thing. Like, you yeah. could have pretty easily set that up in a pretty tropey way. Yeah. But it would have taken up... It would still be effective. It'd be effective and take up a lot less time and still be inoffensive. Yeah. And honestly, you could take some of that time that you saved and maybe put it into, like, the second act. Exactly. And show more of... Because the, the shift from Paige being, like... I love this man, and I'm going to be queen, and I'm kind of nervous about that because it's weird and I don't know mm-hmm. how to do it, but I'm going to try, and I'm happy, to, oh god, I've abandoned all my life dreams. Mm-hmm. I have to go right now. Like, it's a pretty abrupt shift, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it, but I feel like they could have been a bit more subtle about it. Like, Yeah, like, the time could have been spent better, the time that they spend racing lawnmowers. Yeah, they could have used that time elsewhere. Yeah, there's nothing particularly inherently wrong with the sequence, it's just like a... You only have so many minutes in a movie, and this doesn't add much. It doesn't add anything that a montage can't cover. So, sometimes montages are good. I mean, that's basically what every musical theater opening number is. Mm. It's a montage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of them are montages. So, anyway. 
Uh, so those are some of the things we would want to get rid of. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to specifically get rid of before we take our break. Uh, okay, so it's sort of it. it they use they use um, Edward's interest in the Girls Gone Wild style mm. video as the inciting sort of incident to get mm. him to go to America. But right. I it it feels a little. Um, I just feel like they could have done something a little bit different there. It's a little douchey. It's it's very it's a douchey. Juvenile. And it's <laughs> very juvenile. This is a grown man who happens to be watching TV mm-hmm. and says, oh, girls in America take their tops off in this video. So Clearly they do that in real life. Like, this was 2004. The internet di- was there. Yes. I yeah. lived on so, it. So, like, first <laughs> off, it, he could have ordered this video and seen all the boobs that he wanted. Uh-huh. Uh, secondly, like I, he clearly yeah. gets around, so he could have seen real life boobs. He probably does see real life exactly. boobs anytime he wants. He probably he wants. does, whenever he wants. And, like, and really, it seems that his his going to America is less about, <laughs> girls in America are easy, and more about just, you know, going and living an unrestricted lifestyle where yeah. his parents aren't checking up on him. And he's like, I'm going to do it on my own, kind of. One of the first things he says to his butler when they're there is like, I'm Eddie, I'm not a prince, don't call me prince, like, I'm going to be a regular guy. He's trying to lead a more normal life. Yeah, and And Girls Gone Wild doesn't feel like the kind of thing that inspires someone to go live a life on the lamb. You could have just opened it with, you know what, you you people are so stuck up, I'm going to go to America, Mm -hmm. to the, you know, the heartland where everyone is easygoing and Mm -hmm. I can get a cool American girlfriend. Or they could pull Prince Naveen and cut him off and be like, you have to go to this American university and get a job. That's fair too. And we're going to show you. Well, they did cut him off. They did cut him off. They did, but they could have like, you know, made the whole thing, the whole inciting incident part of the punishment. Yeah. Right. And as an extension of that, the, the initial sort of meeting with him and Paige mm. where he talks to her at the bar yeah. and then asks if she'll take her top off just is extremely over the top and super middle school and super super middle school I you know if, if you I just, don't care how drunk you are and also if you're saying he's drunk in that scene slur him a little bit yeah he should actually yeah. appear to be drunk either way having him stand there and say oh would you take your top off for me it just seems kind of ridiculous Mm. you know forget the girls gone wild thing just have him go to america to hang out with chill american girls yeah there are any number of not completely ridiculous things that a guy could say send him there to find himself whatever you want to do and you could still get the scene of of her spraying him with the with the water there are so many there are so many ways to sexually harass someone without asking them to take off their top yeah like he could have even just like leaned in for a kiss or something because he's used to girls Uh just kissing him exactly yeah there's a lot of ways you could have done that inciting incident and the subsequent Mm -hmm. sexual harassment without will you take off your top because no one says that unless they're really wasted they're 12 yeah yes or Or on okay cupid (laughs) like that's not a thing that you say to people in, in real life. You say that on RuneScape. You say that on World of Warcraft. You say that on online chat rooms. You, you, don't, you don't say it in real you life. You don't say that as a no. grown adult. Like, oh, will you take your top off for me? No. I don't even don't know s- if it's technically possible to get drunk enough on college beer. Like, college bar beer. Like, not a, it's like a student union. That's, yes, it's, it's yeah. not a high-class establishment. Yeah, and it's just, like, very cheap watered-down beer. Like... 
they specifically complain about the quality of beer exactly. in the scene. Like, there's no way he's that drunk. No. Nope. Yeah. Though I will give credit to that scene, the uh, the bouncers, she yes. sprays him, and the bouncers immediately come and get him to, like, throw Yes. There's no question of, like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you doing, Paige? Why'd you spray this guy? They're just like, nope, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotta go. Yep. They, they got her back. They are, like, on it. They're like, oh, this guy did a microaggression against you? Hold on, let me get him out of here. <laughs> yes. So. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's just my... My personal, like, you know what ne- doesn't need to be there? That entire plot point. Yeah, like, there are it also, ways. Yeah, and it makes his his later maturity that he does display seem even more out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. and, like, what I was talking about, him being inconsistent, that's kind of what yes. I, like, this, yes. the first 30 minutes, he is a 12-year-old yeah. in an adult body, and then he becomes this very caring, considerate, smart, well-spoken prince guy. Yes. Yeah. So that's a little... That that needs fixing. Mm. That's yeah. that's quite a transformation. Yeah, <laughs> it is. In Thirty minutes. Whew. Uh, it was the lawnmower race. It was the lawnmower. It was the lawnmower. That really just changed it. Once so you important. get out on the track, you mm-hmm. just see everything so uh, clearly, man. and you see what guys like Kapisky, what what happens to them mm-hmm. at, at the yeah. end of the day. They, they get crushed. dogpiled on and beaten up by yeah. a bunch of rowdy Wisconsin boys. Exactly. <laughs> and he learned that he had to be better. <laughs> so uh, let's take a short break. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming and listening to our super cool podcast about a slightly more obscure... I can't tell if this this subject is more or less obscure than usual, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know, because we cover some pretty obscure things. We do. Like, Girl Meets World, I think, is kind of obscure. Yeah, but this is just an an old, mediocre rom-com. Yeah, which you can rent on Amazon for, like, $1.99. So, if you wanted to go watch it, you know... There are worse ways you could spend your time. Yeah, it's not a terrible movie. Anyway, um, I did want to give a shout out to Nora Space Ace on the iTunes reviews, given us our first review that I know of. And it was lovely and really nice to read. And it kind of, you know, pumped everybody up. And we are super happy to have you here. And yeah, you're great. Shout out to Nora Space Ace. Woo! Yeah, thanks so much. Um, as usual, we do not have sponsors. We do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash it could have been great or patreon.com slash nostalgification, which is a bit of a bear to spell. Um, and I'm not going to bother. I'll put it in the description. So thanks again for coming. You're all beautiful. And with that, we're going to get into our five minute pitch for the week. So you ready? Mm-hmm. So I need no. you to... To okay. make me, I always feel like Alton Brown when I'm doing the oh announcement <laughs> <laughs> on Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah, I, I need you to make me your finest tie-in cartoon for a series of toys, like He-Man or Sky Dancers, and not My Little Pony because it already has a good remake. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, for, well, first we have to narrow it down to which, which toy would you like to? We need a wanna... toy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and man. yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a cat. It was a comic first. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, and there's that's, already good ones. Yeah, that's that's over and done. Um, wow, I'm trying to think of something that has not had a... Yeah. I mean, edit. it could be something yeah. that came out more recently, like a toy that, you know, is out now, because I'm not going to limit you to toys, you know, that were from the 80s, because none of us were alive. No. So. Um, oh, hmm. gosh. Gosh. Sorry, this is going to take some thought. Yeah, all I've got is, like, Legos. Would you like an assignment? Because they already made good Lego adaptations. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a prompt. Like Transformers already has yep. things. And what, what, okay, what do you yeah. have in mind? What, All right. What do you got? I would like you guys to pitch me 
in five minutes or less. A tie-in cartoon for Furbies. That's the worst possible thing you could have said. <laughs> I regret all of this. This is what happens Hold when you um uh... back it up. Let's 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 go back to Sky Dancers for a minute. Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's Furbies or Glimmies or Fall or Floam. Oh, <laughs> oh, let's do Floam. Floam can't be it. Flubber was a movie. That's, Flubber was already a movie. Man, um, you guys took my idea. Okay. Uh, well, listen. If if we have to do Furbies, mm-hmm. then. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised Furby didn't get a... It might have, but if it did, it didn't make any lasting impact. Any kind of TV adaptation of, of Furby. Um, if Furby were to have a TV, a TV adaptation, mm-hmm. I believe it would probably be a lot like the Hamtaro TV series. Uh-huh. In which you have a cast of cute little characters and they have to go on adventures. Do you call and- them cute? Are well, they... the, the hamsters are cute. Oh, the hamsters okay. are cute. Yeah, excuse <laughs> Furby, you. Furby, they're aiming for cute, and they overshot and landed somewhere in the uncanny valley. Mm. Which is weird, because like they, they're not they human can, at they all. They can scale it back for a, for a TV series. Yeah. Mm. Like, figure out the concept art that spawned the Furby that everyone yeah. thought would be a good idea. Furby, Furby 2D would probably not be yeah. too bad, too jarring. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's the 3D Furby, especially now that I've seen Furbies without their skin. Which is awful. Ah. Don't Google it. Okay, so I, I'm looking at Furby <laughs> fan art, which is a fun thing to Google. Um, it's exciting. That's, that's anyway, there's some decently cute ones. ones. Yeah, that's... Furry Boom Green by Crick Douchey on DeviantArt.com um, is a decently cute... Here, I'll sh- I don't like this. Right? Isn't it bad? I'm just going on record saying I don't like this. Anyway, just that's the, a just good, the whole concept of one. Furby. No, why did you send it to me, Diana? Because you have to now. So. Oh, okay. It's kind of cute. Yeah, see? Like, it's kind of cute. So that's, again, yes. Furby Boom Green mm-hmm. by K-R-I-K Douchey on DeviantArt.com. D-U-S-H-I. Okay. Yeah, if they looked like that, you know, I would have been into that as a kid. Yeah. But dare I say, you could even manage a, a 3D, even live action yeah. Furby. Except that I would not want it to be actual Furbies. They would have to be like Jim Henson puppets. Yeah. Yes. That would that, that would, would be, be okay. far more acceptable. But yes, at the basis, it would have to be you know following the adventures yeah. of one Furby and all of their friends. So is it like more of a My Little Pony situation where they're going on magical adventures, or are we sticking to the Hamtaro script and having like little hamster, little Furbies? Big adventures for a Furby. Like, it seems like a big deal, but more like a Rugrats approach where it's normal everyday stuff, but for a little hamster-sized thing, it would See, be a big tough. challenge. That's tough because hamsters are real animals that people keep as pets. <laughs> yeah. And Furbies are an abomination. <laughs> yeah. I would go with the My Little Pony, like, the Furbies have their magical land that they're from. This yeah. is the land of the See, Furbies. Because, See, that's... See, I'm going to disagree with you guys there, and I'm going to let you guys do your pitch, because this is a space for you guys to explore, mm-hmm. not me. Yeah, excuse I you. I feel like Furby's Unleashed, not as a pet, but as their own sapient race, is scarier than Furby's as a subservient pet race. You know what? Do you really think they're subservient? I think they're domesticated. Do you, do I you disagree. Know, <laughs> you you want to know what you get when you bring the Furbies into the real world? It's a slippery slope. It's called Gremlins. Oh no! And exactly! Too. Because you know what Gizmo is? A proto-Furby. Anyway, this has been my PSA against Furbies. Um, 
Okay, so the Let's Furbies... all agree to never make a Furby TV show. <laughs> never. We'll make a pact right here. That it none cannot of us... be good. It, it can't be good. I think we finally found one. All right, here, you know what I'll give you is we should we should at least come up with the names of the the three Furbies that would be the main characters. Okay, okay. So going off of the usual uh, garbage formula that that children's television has, you'd have two males, one female character, mm-hmm. um, with some kind of quirky, fun names. Yeah. Let's say one could be Max. Okay. Uh, yeah. The nerdier, less leadery boy Furby could be like mm, Jimmy. Jimmy. And he sounds like this. Exactly. Oh, Max, I don't think we're going to make it. Calm down, Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then there's some girl Furby who's pink with sparkles, and her name is Daisy. Oh, Daisy. (laughs) Okay. Oh, um, wow, Daisy. And now that Sarah is horrified beyond compare... Well, while I agree with these names, um, yeah, I would you, like to... You would have to voice Daisy, which is... Julia's already voicing Max, and I, I'm You know what? I could Jimmy. go either way here. Anyway, yes, sir? Okay, well, let's let's back on up, because I really think that we're doing something um, very reprehensible here, <laughs> which is ignoring the native Furby culture, because Furbies would name themselves. They would have names like Alo, or Bobe, or... But if the way low. But Wait, you know pets? how Furbies speak? You know their words? I'm looking at a list of 1998 <laughs> Furby names because yeah, when Furbies woke up, they would tell you their name. They would. Their they own Furbish would. names. Furbish. Oh, in Furbish. In Furbish, yes. Yeah. Okay. And well, uh, if maybe... you hard reset a Furby, it will take on a new name. Oh my god. So you're really killing it. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Detroit become Furby. Ah! That's all the time we have for today, folks, and we finally found one that truly can't be good. I was gonna argue that if the Furbies are, like, pets, then they they would have to have names that, that children gave them. Yeah. Like Max and Daisy. But in naming those Furbies, I accidentally gave them two Disney names. So, shit. Dude, anyway. The mouse is coming. Yeah. Exactly. He's going to kill me any moment. <laughs> yeah. Getting back All to right. the... So the prince and me. Now that we're back from our detour to nightmare land, let's talk about things that we want... More things we want to fix in a pitch our ultimate version of the prince and me. Well, <sighs> I just want to cut that whole last scene. Yeah, that whole last scene needs... I thought you were talking about the Furby thing. This is why we shouldn't record the commercial I, breaks we in should real time. Also <laughs> cut that, but out of existence. So, yes, the last scene of the movie where she he comes back... Comes back is like a weird term. He comes to her graduation and is like, but actually, true love finds a way, basically. Like, what's so weird about it is the fact that when, when she says that she's leaving, he's like practically crying and he's saying, you know, I, I can't make you stay can i yeah so like she's really definitely leaving him so the fact that he's the one that then comes to her and is like i still love you like yeah yeah, no we know you do dude yeah Yeah, when she leaves it's a very beauty and the beast moment yeah like even though i love you and want you to stay here i can't keep you from what you have to do because i love you yeah because i love you yeah let her go yeah and like that's the lesson he learned is you can't always have what you want Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so that whole lesson 
like, I'll even give the caveat of you can still have them together at the end of the movie. Sure. But cut that scene entirely and replace it with some other thing, because... Yeah, like, you need to do that differently, of maybe, you know, she's been off... It's it's after med school, yeah. and she's off in Doctors Without Borders. Yeah, you and, can do a And he shows up at, like, her Or Or camp. not even that. Maybe she just goes back to Denmark. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, and says... Not that she's going to settle down or whatever, but she's like, you know, I've li- lived all these years without you, and I realized, you know, that I still want you in my life, mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Have or he meet- shows up at one of the places she is, and That's- they run into each other. Exactly. Have them meet up at some charity event, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm doing humanitarian aid because I'm the king of Denmark. And uh-huh. she's like, oh, that's funny. I've been working in Uganda. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you know what the queen of Denmark gets to do? She gets to do humanitarian <laughs> projects. Yeah. That's how he talks. The whole movie. Uh, yeah. In my ideal version. And they version. can, you know, it can end on, on them, like, holding hands or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like reconnecting. Yeah, like they're going to be okay because they both still love each other. Like, yeah. you can still have your happy ending. Yeah, just not the way they did it. Because it really felt no. like they finished the movie and they didn't end up together. And then a focus tested poorly, so they hurriedly threw together <laughs> a short three-minute scene where it just... Just kidding. I still love you and we have to be together. Okay. And then they... Yeah. That's, and it, and it it's, makes me so angry. And it's it's presented without any kind of realistic... Uh, There's no plan. Plan Exactly. It's like, okay, so you, got, you do want to be together, but you're willing to wait for her. But is, so is she going to med school or mm. is she going to Denmark or... Yeah. Like, are you going to get married you? or are you going to wait? What's, yeah. what's happening They here? say they're going to do it, but then the movie doesn't spend any time giving it a satisfying resolution. Mm. It's just like, it's... just eat your chick flick, you mindless children. <laughs> and I'm so angry about it because they almost gave me something deeper than normal. Yeah, like the movie almost respected us. And then yeah, took and then it, it was like, no, you get your happy ending, and Paige is just going to be super happy and cry, and and I'm like, uh, you you gave me this really touching scene, I mm. think, of her, you know, deciding that she actually can't stay. Yeah, she has to go out there and follow her dreams and everything, and they're both very upset, and it just makes me so mad that they would turn mm-hmm. around and just have her be like, yay, and it's okay, like, just kidding, like yeah, they they earn this really poignant ending, and then they're just like. Hey, guess what? Just kidding. It, <laughs> yeah. It's I'm not that deep. Furious. <laughs> it's not that deep, you idiots. <laughs> Give but us let money. it be. It could be. Yeah, it, it could have been great. Mm, That's yeah. what we keep saying. Um, what else What else will be fit? I would put the friends in a little more. That's, I yeah, would really nice. like to see a little yeah. bit more, you know, back and forth with her and mm. her pals. I always like, you know, lady friends. That's why mm-hmm. Sailor Moon is one of my favorite fr- media franchises. Like. Yes. Girls supporting girls is valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good stuff. So that, I would add a little bit more of them. You could probably use them in some interesting ways, too. Mm. Um, and like, you could even have, like, one of them disagree with her decision to go off to Denmark or something. Yeah. Not that I don't absolutely adore the scene of them all paying for her yeah. tickets. Yeah. Like, that's so cute and girl friendship and stuff. Yeah. But- but you could still have one helping them her pay, like, are you sure about this? Like, like they, are you sure? Like, honey, I'm going to support you, but also just make sure, I want to make sure you're making this decision, you know. Yes, the, the only, uh, the only real, like, input we get from any of her friends is her roommate, whose opinion is <laughs> basically, yeah, just like. So screw him in the library. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, hot. Okay. And she's like, I hate him. He's hot. Screw him. He's hot. You should go out with him. Like You should fuck like, him. Um, or I'm gonna. 
Yeah, yeah take him home or I will. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, mm. What about other friends? Do you have any? Yeah, uh, any you opinions? Know, any? Because uh, other girls, obviously, in real friend groups, other girls, you know, you might have different opinions. Yeah, but, but that adds to the conversation about a relationship. And oh well, you know, I think that he doesn't know how to explain himself, mm. so he's probably struggling to talk to you. Another girl would say. He's being a jerk. You shouldn't give him the time mm-hmm. of day. Different, yeah. To yeah. Different. Input give there. the audience more avatars to like explore the space with. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, oh, these are the characters that are also watching this from the outside, mm-hmm. and here's what my opinion should be about the film. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, give us, you know, more development. There would have been nice, and also, you know, given you more opportunities to show how quirky and cute and relatable pages. Yeah. Look at yeah. her friends. And at the moment, the only thing her friends do, other than horny on main Beth, is force her to drink when she doesn't really want to do a shot. Like, she's already drinking beer, but she didn't want to do a shot. And then yeah. they kind of just, the rest of them vanish until the ending scene also, where they, they're all graduating. They don't buy, yeah, when they they pay don't the buy her a shot. They just take one from oh, the yeah. table next to yeah, them. Yeah, they just, they just steal it from some is, guys. Yeah. Is that A, rude, and B, dangerous. Don't take drinks no. from people. You don't know what's in there. But, like, yeah, just people who have been to bars, because I've only been to one, and it was a nerd bar. Is that a thing people do? <laughs> I, I've a, never had a shot to be stolen. That's so. a thing you do like... if you want to get slapped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's very poor bar etiquette. Maybe not in Wisconsin. Maybe in Wisconsin maybe. they're just that friendly. You know Down what? home American Wisconsin. <laughs> Homegrown organic Wisconsin shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. me, I'm just an American girl working on a Wisconsin shot farm. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin is like, like, sorry, shots are expensive, right? Uh, I, I think. Mean, alcohol in general is. Yeah. That's why most people drink beer, because the beer is cheap. cheap. Yeah. Especially if it's, you know crappy beer but yeah. like I, I generally places will have like yeah. a deal on yo oh hey nickel shots <laughs> maybe not that cheap but you but know, like that's... shots aren't super cheap it's not like you don't want to go throwing shots around willy-nilly no matter what you should not steal someone's possessions alcohol. you should not steal anyone's any beverage off of their table yeah and drink yeah it. just that's inadvisable it yeah it really is anyway don't drink other people's drinks. Yeah, don't. Yeah, just just don't. That's the danger zone. Don't even. Don't, yeah. don't leave your own drink unattended. Exactly. Don't do drinks. Yeah, if you leave your drink unattended, don't drink it. This has mm-hmm. been our PSA. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a little weird. So I would put her friends in a little bit more, and I think that's about it for what I would want to fix that we haven't already covered. Yeah. I think what I would kind of like to do is, you know, we have this whole second act or whatever where she's being a princess. Mm-hmm. Which is great and and whatever, but um, it's very removed from the rest of the reality. Like we never see her parents' reactions to this. Yeah, very we never true. see. You know, one of the things when she's rushing out the door because she has to go to Denmark is she rushes past the fact that she got an acceptance letter from John Hopkins University mm-hmm. for her medical degree, and like that never gets brought up at all. Yeah, That's, I thought actually that they were going to get back to not that point is specifically but back to real life um when she wakes up in the castle yeah and soren comes in and goes over the schedule mm. and it's really overwhelming uh. and he mentions it like 
oh, at 3.15, we should be able to schedule a call with your parents. And then at 3.40, you have to do other stuff. Exactly. And, like, yeah. you know, I thought in that moment she was going to, like... Be sad and overwhelmed. Know, or just be snap out, like, oh, my God, I forgot about I have my parents. parents. I didn't even yeah, tell like, them what I am was I doing here. Yeah. You and then, but no, she just, like, commits to it. Yeah, but then, like, you can move the whole, I don't think... We have separate lives, blah, blah, blah. That plot, you can move to the midway point of the movie. Side note, I don't totally buy that she has a passport yet. Fair. She's like, fair. doesn't seem like a person who's had That's reason to leave exactly. the country. I don't think she's traveled outside the country. It takes a while to get your That's passport. That's a very good point. Yeah, Just... long enough not to make an impulse decision. Exactly. Like, my only argument for that, and I'm not saying this is a good one, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that she is someone who is so obsessed with international travel. True, That's, for Doctors Without that, Borders. Like, I'm sure I could it, almost believe that as soon as she could, she would be like, I gotta have a passport, just in case. That's just, like, you have to you have to pay for those. And you have yeah, to order yeah. them in advance. Mm. Like, yeah. Mm, I, don't know if a college, no, I don't know if a college student who yeah. lives at home would just, like, have yeah. a passport. But alright, fine. Suspension of disbelief. Maybe, maybe she okay, got yeah, it when one. they started dating. Oh my god! Because she knows he's Aww. from Denmark. And she's that, like, oh, maybe that, I'll... That might be believable. Yeah. You know. Maybe yeah. I'll be a Danish doctor, she thought, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Anyway. So. That's, anyway. A, that's a minor complaint. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. Like, I feel like you can move that whole crisis mm-hmm. to the midpoint of the movie. Or at least have her showing more doubt earlier on. Yeah. she really... I think we all fully expect that moment of her being overwhelmed by the schedule and like, what? Oh my God, what's happening? What have I done? But she really does not have that moment. She just is like, okay, this is what I'm doing now and I'm going to do it all and I'm going to do it as well as I can. That's She has, she has that, um, you know, quirky girl expression of like, slightly biting your lip like oh no that's that's a lot to handle and then and then she just handles it and then she's fine and it's like cool (laughs) and like Like, okay she never seems to really get upset about the fact that his mom openly dislikes her for the first 20 minutes that she's in denmark yeah it's yeah of movie time like it's the first couple weeks yeah but it's her time tense but she like she doesn't really talk to him about it yeah like that would be the kind of thing that like you know (laughs) You, you get a tearful scene of, I think everyone hates me. Like, show people disliking her if she's gonna, if you're gonna make a, it important that she thinks she won't be a good queen and they won't accept her, then show me some of that. The only mm, yeah. scene we get of her talking to the queen mother is of the queen mother ultimately accepting her. Exactly. Well, no, because we, we do get that brief scene earlier after she's, like, in the hospital and she accidentally took all the yes, press attention. Yes, true. We get one. Right. We do get that scene. Right. But, like, yeah, more of that. More of, like, have her doubt it. And you know what? If you're going to give me an ending where he says, you know what, Denmark's going to have to be ready for you because I am, then show me him telling her, well, you know, it's hard, but you're just going to have to learn how to do it and yeah, be better. Yeah, tough like, it out. You know, not that harsh, but have him be like, well, you have to be like a princess and a queen. You have to do these yeah, things. Yeah, and like, he's been doing it his whole life. He probably doesn't realize that that's a rude thing to say. If you want him to be developing as a character and like, have him have jerkish tendencies, either don't have them at all and have him just be nice through the whole movie or carry them through even when he's being a better person. Because people yeah. make mistakes. People screw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. people get frustrated and don't understand each other. You yeah. Know? It just, it happens. And and that would allow for me to almost believe an mm. ending where he comes back and says, you know, I was wrong. Yeah. I don't I don't care if they don't think you're a good queen or whatever because I want you. Yeah, and like, you can go to Johns Hopkins and it'll be great. So yeah, I just, th- that whole 
portion of the movie where they're in Denmark just needs more depth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of why they force so much into that section is because they put themselves on an artificial timer with the king dying. Yes. Um, They're like, oh, your dad's sick and he's dying. And so you're going to become the king by the end of this movie. Um, and this movie isn't called The King and I, it's The Prince and Me. Yes. <laughs> the joke. Also, yeah. does, does the... I, I might have, like, actually zoned out or gotten up for a snack or something, but does the king actually die? No. I remember him being ill. He basically abdicates. And, yes. Yeah. Which means that you're not... You don't even have that that artificial timer of... of yeah. Like, oh, it has to be by the... T- he doesn't die. Yeah. The man yeah. doesn't die. <laughs> so they put themselves on this artificial timer of we have to resolve all of these issues right now immediately. And so that's why, oh, she has to go back to America now and it won't work because the timing is wrong. Mm. They set up yeah. that artificial barrier when you already have a perfectly good one in, oh, we're from two different worlds. I want to be a doctor. And also... Denmark's really not ready for an American queen. People in Europe don't like Americans. That's not new. They don't very much. Although everyone in Denmark does seem to love her. Immediately. Just, yes. Which is they see, love her. They see her at the parade and just start chanting her name. Yeah, because they're like, oh, hey. Wait a minute. That girl wasn't, from the tabloid. But wasn't the tabloid sort of, you know, positioning her as like a, oh, this this loose American floozy mm-hmm. stealing the prince. But they're all like, no, we can tell through the tabloid yeah, photos as as, that it's true love. As soon as they see her, it's like, oh, that's not a floozy. That's America's sweetheart, Julia Stiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Clearly that's, they're in love. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Well, okay, I th- I'm realizing that a lot of what we've been talking about could be fixed by something that you actually brought up, Diana, mm-hmm. right after we finished watching the movie the other night. Mm-hmm. And then I cut you off because I was like, wait, we're recording a podcast about yes. this. Which is, you mentioned a miniseries. Yes. I think that this movie reads like it was supposed to be a very short TV series mm-hmm. that then yeah. they had to make into a movie. It doesn't, because there's so many self-contained plots within it, it feels mm-hmm. like something that they it either needed to be a book or a mini. This was the wrong medium for the stories they were trying mm-hmm. yeah. to tell. Um, and actually, we can use that as a transition and move into the, our pitch section. Yeah, because um, I think a mini series, you know, four to six hour long episodes or something, hmm. would give you a way to expand these characters, give them the depth that, like, the, they're hinting at. Yeah, the but depth they never that really they obviously to. wanted to give them. Yeah, and which I would believe if given a little bit more time and effort. Yeah. Um, and also allows for you to have these these completely different plot arcs of, you know, oh, they hate each other at college, to, mm. oh, they like each other at the farm. Yeah. To, they're in love in Denmark. And you have time to explore all the, All you those know, discrete kind of, storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the kind of interesting character development that's happening the whole time that we don't really get to see. Yeah. You could devote an entire episode to the lawnmower race. It's you true. could, honestly. <laughs> like, just honestly, that lawnmower race should have been its own movie. Yeah, yeah. That's you the know, real crime here. You know what it actually it would actually be if it was an episode devoted to that mm-hmm. plot point is A plot, lawnmower race, mm-hmm. B plot, just whoa, an American fair. Because mm, Oh, yeah, that would be really funny. Just like fairs and festivals. Why is everything fried and not a stick? Fried food. Like, are these Twinkies stuffed with Oreos fried? Yes. Why? Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be really funny. Yes. Just, yeah. the, just that would absolutely be a culture shock, I imagine. Yeah. And also, 
fairs and festivals are cute and romantic. Yeah. They are, yeah. And you can even echo the culture shock later in Denmark. Yes. Yeah. Of her being oh, like, you yeah. know, is this, I don't know what a Denmark food is, a Danish food is, but a you, Danish? Like, you know, is this. Not a, probably not a Danish. Not a Danish, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You know, is this such and such served in such a way? And why yeah. would you do that? Why <laughs> isn't this food on a stick and deep fried? Yeah. Yeah. Or just, or just being in a, in a royal castle. Like, yeah. oh, wow, this is really fancy. My family doesn't own silver. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they briefly like, sit, like... Our cups are plastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, she briefly is like, oh, I can get my own coffee. But that's the only culture shock we see from her. Is like... Yeah, she gives in pretty quickly to the whole, yeah, like, the, having, being waited on. Having maids. Yeah. yeah. So... Who she doesn't talk to. Yeah. That... That... Uh, maybe that's just me. That's very, uh, unrelatable. Yeah. There. It's, it, and, like, she yeah. starts out talking to all of the help and Soren comments, oh, you're gonna be popular talking to all the help. Oh, yeah, yeah, that cuts out really quick. Yeah, yeah then they just drop that true. whole subplot mm-hmm. character thing. And if you had a miniseries, you could explore that. Mm-hmm. And she's insisting on befriending everyone who works there because it's rude. People in America, we say hi to each other. We smile at each other yeah. a lot. It's mm-hmm. weird. So yeah, it's very annoying. Show us. I just want to walk down the hall to the vending <laughs> machine, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, show some of that. Yeah, and in the miniseries, you have room to explore mm-hmm. all of these things. And I would still move to the halfway point, her freaking out mm-hmm. and being like, this can't work and whatever. And then your finale is his coronation thing where she and she afterwards leaves to go back to Johns Hopkins for graduate school. And that's the series finale is their long distance and, mm-hmm. you know, but they're going to get married eventually. But long distance right now. That could work. Yeah, that's how I would do it. And it would be kind of, I don't know what network that would go on very well. Probably like, like Freeform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, they, they seem to like those. Yeah. Who, it's, it sounds like a BBC show. Yeah. Mm. Like, who would... <laughs> like, the, like the Pride and Prejudice miniseries yeah. or North and South and whatever. That's what, that's what it makes me feel like. I want that. Yeah. It just feels like it would be hard to sell what is essentially a rom- romantic comedy as a miniseries. But I think it would fit the format pretty well. And, I think it would. And that the rom-com genre is being held back right now by being yes. limited to movies and dime store smut novels. Hmm. And that's my TED Talk about that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you're joking or not, but legitimately I believe like you have a point about them being limited to movies that have to be you know two hours or less because mm. it does result in very simplistic fluffy plots yeah you can't do all that much in one two-hour film mm-hmm. it, yeah and if you do you have to kind of you can't really tell a whole relationship in that space effectively yeah exactly you can like that's just you can't do that yeah you can tell parts of it like love actually jumps around a lot and stuff and you can apply a lot of things but you end up with a lot of fluff characters like you were saying you end up with something that either feels rushed or something like we get, or like a snapshot or something. Yeah, every other genre you can explore in every space. Rom-coms only exist in movies and occasionally books. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's, you know, I guess the, the timing involved, mm-hmm. because a lot of uh, stories can be told on a very short... Yeah. Piece. You know, this, this is a crime thriller. Mm-hmm. You have two days to stop this bad guy, yeah. or break into this vault or whatever you know they're usually fairly condensed and mm-hmm. a lot of romantic comedies are just romantic films in general i'm thinking yeah. of like nicholas sparks type stuff yeah. like 
Yeah. The lake house is literally yeah. years. The notebook mm. is an entire lifetime of yeah. Yeah. terrible, terrible romance. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> and it's also, you know, romantic movies, romantic stories are by their nature dependent on character arcs and character yeah, development yes. and deep character exploration, mm-hmm. which movies uh-huh. are just kind of not the best medium to do that in. Yeah, and like, can it be done? Yes, it has Sure, been. yeah. But is it easy or the best way to do it? No. no. And TV series, I think, on the whole just are a easier genre to adapt relationships to. It's a it's a better place yeah. to explore characters yeah. and relationships. Yes. That's why Andrew wants our incredibly long fantasy book series that will be out someday to be a TV show and not a movie because there's no way it's going to fit into That's fair. movies. I mean, look at Harry Potter. Like Yeah. That's there's so much character stuff that is just gone. You, know, you get the main yeah. story beats, but you lose so much character stuff because movies just aren't really made for that. Yeah. Dare I say <laughs> adapting Avatar to a film. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry you two. I'm Ugh. so sorry. Why would you bring that up? I'm sorry. Ugh, how my could first you? thought. I was like, oh, a TV series that can't be a movie. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> and I mean, again, you can. You can adapt these complex plots into shorter spaces. But, like, I'm thinking, for example, like, in musical theater, you can get away with more because, (laughs) one, musical theater is really over the top. And you get your character development through songs. And you can do so much more with a song than you can do with a scene in a shorter period of time. Like, you can have two scenes, one in a musical, one in a movie, and they're both exactly as powerful But I think the song can just pack it in quicker. Well, in the song, you're allowed to have a character say, I am sad because of these things. And in a a movie scene with spoken dialogue or not dialogue, you have to convey that with, you know, other means. And that is really cool, but you can't condense it as much. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, like, I think very complicated plots adapt to musical theater. Fine. Not so much movies. (laughs) I'm sorry, Diana. All I can think about is Tournament Musical. Hey, we got the entirety of Phoenix Wright, the first Ace Attorney game, into a three and a half hour package, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> and it's a coherent story. Yeah. and I'm very proud of it, but like, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, that, it's still very long. Um, and I would say if it weren't such a collaborative project, we probably could have gotten it shorter. Like, if there weren't Probably. scenes that I'm like, no, I'm not going to cut this because I personally am friends with the person who wrote it. And <laughs> right, yeah, I don't want to. This song. Because I don't want to do my friends dirty like that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of politics kind of involved there. But um, <laughs> mostly just like a, hey, I know this song is important to people and it has to be there. Yeah. But like, if I were to sit down and be like, okay, I need to put the first Ace Attorney game into two hours, I could do that. Right. Yeah, it can be done. I mean, the movie does a pretty good job. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, yeah. like, the movie does okay. It does lose a lot of character development. Yeah, um, like with Maya, for example. Yes. Maya yes, Maya's character. Is not really there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, she doesn't have the room and the space for it. Okay. Anyway, we, we got off on a, topic on a big old tangent. But, yeah. Anyway. I mean, Ace Attorney. Well, Ace Attorney and just generally adapting things into other formats mm-hmm. is a really interesting issue to yeah. uh, sort of tackle because yeah. every artistic yeah. medium has its own strengths and weaknesses exactly definitely yeah and i just think film wasn't the right one for this one and you know what it really yeah. should have been what interpretive dance whoa well you know what i was I'm gonna down. just say what i thought you were gonna say is this should have been a musical no everything should have been a it musical. Your job. Have been. <laughs> it's, 
I was I was joking. I was never. I'm never joking about musical theater. Musical so theater have, is the most serious. We, we need art a form. sister podcast. <laughs> it could have been great. A sister podcast. It should have been a musical. musical. It should have been a musical. And I, every week, it's a property that you never wanted a musical of. And by the end, I'll have convinced you that you still don't want a musical of it, but I do. <laughs> yes. But boy, do we want it. Boy. Hermes, the musical. Hermes. Boy, do I want a Boy Meets World musical. Oh my goodness. I, I don't even know how we would do it, but I... I, I don't know, I but want I want it. it. I want everything to be musicals because... <sighs> listen, musicals. That's my point. That's all I got. You know what? All right. Well, you know, I really thought this episode was going to be a short one, but... Yeah. This is still pretty short. Are you going to do a sign-off? <laughs> Yeah, we should do a sign-off. So <laughs> thank you all for coming to uh, Epitome and Great. Um, it's us, your friends, Diana and Julia and Sarah. And as always, we'll see you in the next episode.